and I'm reading from verse 28. Luke 19, I'm reading from verse 28. After Jesus had said this, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. And as he approached Bethphage and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples saying to them, go to the village ahead of you. And as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you why you are untying it, tell him the Lord needs it. Those who were sent ahead went and found it just as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owner asked him, what are you doing untying the colt? They replied, the Lord needs it. They brought it to Jesus through their cloaks on the colt and put Jesus on it. As he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down to the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, if, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. As he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it and said, If you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace. But now it is hidden from your eyes. The days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encircle you and hem you in on every side. They will dash you to the ground, you and your children within your walls. They will not leave one stone on another because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you speak to us through your word. And we pray that today that that might be true, that you might speak into our hearts, into our minds, into our lives, into this church. In Jesus' name we pray, and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, it's been a bit of a mad week PowerPoint-wise. I've been working on four PowerPoints and getting a bit mixed up with which PowerPoint's going where, but... uh, Hey ho, it is Palm Sunday, in case you didn't know. Anybody want to jump up and down? No, no, we've done that, haven't we? Okay. You've had enough of that, haven't you? I can tell, I can tell. Don't, 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 don't go on about it too much. Okay. It is Palm Sunday, it is Farewell Sunday as well, for us as a family. So you'll forgive me as well as, uh, looking at the Palm story, Palm Sunday story, uh, that I might just reflect on, on some of the, some of our times over. Here in Lom. So let's, uh, let's begin. And we begin with, uh, with the fact that the, the Palm Sunday story was very much about a Palm Sunday plan. A Palm Sunday plan. Go to the village ahead of you. As you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. When I, I read the, the, the story of, uh, of, of Easter week, one of the things that really stands out to me is that Jesus wasn't reacting to circumstances. He wasn't just reacting to things that were happening. He was very much in control and planning what was going to happen. And that's why we're calling it the uh, the Palm Sunday plan. Uh, he went along to, uh, sent two of his disciples and they said, I understand that Jesus needs my cult, but I ask you that you return it with a full stomach. No, he didn't really say that. He said, if anyone asks you why you are untying him, tell him the Lord needs it. 
Max Lucado in his books and the angel is silent ponders about this incident in the gospel and this is what he says when I get to heaven I want to visit this fellow I have several questions I'd like to ask him how did you know how did you know it was Jesus who needed a donkey did you have a vision did you get a telegram did an angel appear to you in a bowl of lentils did you have any idea that your generosity would be used for such a noble purpose did it ever occur to you that God was going to ride on your donkey Were you aware that all four gospel writers would tell your story? Did it ever cross your mind that a couple of millenniums later, a curious preacher in South Texas will be pondering your plight late into the night? I don't know if you've ever pondered on the, uh, on how it happened, but it happened is because it was, it was planned. Uh, Jesus planned everything. It was his plan from the very beginning. So Palm Sunday plan. And in case we didn't know it was a plan, Matthew reminds us that uh, it was uh, prophesied um, in the Old Testament. This took place to fulfill what the prophet, uh, what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughters of Zion, see your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt for the fall of the donkey. And of course we read that passage at the beginning of our service from Zechariah. So, those who went who were sent ahead, went and found it just as he had told them. It's interesting, isn't it? When Jesus says something, um, that's what happens. And uh, we discover when we follow Jesus' plan and Jesus' path that things do tend to fall into place just as Jesus planned. We discover God's plans by following Jesus' instructions. We discover God's plans for our lives by looking at Jesus' And looking at his word. We discover God's plans by paying attention to Jesus' word. And in my time at Lum, I've tried to help you pay attention to to God's word. I don't know if anybody's got a full set of texts for the year cards. Quite rare. And uh, I will be selling, or I'll be selling sets afterwards. Uh, 9.99. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. But we've, uh, We've had a text for the year each year. I don't know if you remember anybody. Anybody remembers? Anybody remember the first text going back into 2010? Do you remember? Fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of the faith. In 2011, we were thinking about your kingdom come, your will be done. 2012 was those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. 2013 was for I know the plans I have for you. 2014 was about trusting in the Lord with all your heart and leaning not on your own understanding. 2015 was be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. 2016, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. 2017, may the God of hope fill you with all joy. And of course, this year's text for the year is forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. And uh, so, focusing on, on Jesus' words, we discover God's plans by paying attention, by listening to what Jesus said. We discover God's plans for our own lives and for the life of the church. And of course, that's what Jesus did with his disciples. Jesus was the disciple maker who told his disciples to go and make disciples. And that's another thing we've kind of emphasized over the years this idea of making disciples of trying to encourage people not just to follow Jesus uh, but actually to become like him and uh, to that end uh, we recognize that God has a plan and a purpose for your story trust him um, you'd be sad if uh, Rick Warren didn't appear on the, on this day wouldn't you and he his kind of a life 
verse is that is that verse from Acts. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And uh, of course, we've uh, we've done one or two studies that have helped us to to find that. Um, we've done lots of forty days. We've done forty days of purpose. We've done uh, forty days of community. We've done forty days of relationship. We've done forty days in the Word, and we've done forty days of mercy. And uh, we've also looked at things like. Uh, just walking across the room, shape. Um, God is closer than you think. And of course, more recently, we've been doing the prayer course. Again, focusing ourselves on following Jesus, on listening to what Jesus says, and trying to put that into practice in our own lives. So Palm Sunday was very much about a Palm Sunday plan, that God has a plan for your life and that God has a plan for my life. And our job and, and your job is to try and discover through reading the scriptures, through following Jesus, what that plan is. And then it's about Palm Sunday praise. And this is the jumping up and down bit because uh, Palm Sunday was very much about praising God. The whole crowd of disciples began to joyfully to praise God. The whole crowd of disciples began to joyfully to praise God. And we've had some wonderful experiences of praising God together as a church. This was uh, probably Jesus' most popular hour. Strange, isn't it? In the last week, he, he experienced his most popular hour and his most unpopular hour in the same week. Uh, this was Jesus' most popular hour. And really, spreading their coats and palm branches was their version of laying down the red carpets. You know, when, when, when we have important people, uh, we tend to make a, a show, don't we? We put out a red carpet as we welcome, you know, celebrities and, and the like. And uh, even in, in, in Christianity, uh, there are now Christian celebrities. Did you notice that? There's, uh, there's Christian celebrities. And, uh, and I've met one or two. <laughs> I don't know if you recognise. Anybody recognise any, any faces there? Rob Bell. Steve Chalk, Nigel Wright, Jeff Lucas, Tony Campolo, Richard, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. So Palm Sunday praise, it was very much the, the crowd recognised, in that moment they recognised Jesus as King and they put out the, the red carpet for him and they waved their palm branches and as they went along people spread their cloaks on the road and sometimes we miss the significance of this, that people spread their cloaks on the road. And Palm Sunday praise involved laying something down at Jesus' feet. Sometimes we think praise is just about jumping up and down and singing and having a good time ourselves. But actually, part of our praise is bringing something to Jesus and offering ourselves as living sacrifices in worship. We bring ourselves in worship and we offer ourselves and we lay down our lives um, as an offering to God. So Palm Sunday praise. And uh, we have much to praise God for. We have much to praise God for um, here at Long Baptist Church. There's been all sorts of great times, church weekends, when we've, uh, when we've been praising God together and had uh, special uh, moments. Um, we've had marvellous fun days going all the way back to, uh, I think, uh, the Jubilee was one of the first fun days we did. When uh, people have come in from the community and they've been great days and we've built on those. Um, uh, it's been great to see the development of our, of our young people along with uh, our pays worker 
And uh, it was a great joy for me just a couple of weeks ago at our youth service to see some of our young people standing up here and uh, leading the service and uh, seeing them grow in their faith and development has been a real joy and we need to encourage that. And uh, it was great to have a vestry full of, of young people praying before the service uh, rather than just the, uh, the kind of old fogies that normally gather. I'm including myself, by the way, in the old, in the old fogies. And of course, it's been great to have a Pays team with us for the last... A couple of years who've really encouraged our young people. And working together with the free churches, with St. Anne's and Edgeside, is something that we've built on over the years. Uh, celebrating our unity in Jesus Christ. And uh, we've worked together really well. So Palm Sunday is very much about praising God, about celebrating God, about recognising Jesus and welcoming him. And of course we do want to welcome Jesus into our Palm Sunday praise. But Palm Sunday, it's not only about Palm Sunday plan, it's not only about Palm Sunday praise, but there is the Palm Sunday pain. There is the pain of of Palm Sunday. And uh, the pain is seen in some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. Not everybody uh, was happy in the fact that the crowds were getting excited about Jesus. And Jesus himself um, recognises that the, the crowd's expectation and his plan are not always the same. And it's the same for us sometimes. We have expectations that don't actually fit in with God's plan. And that's why it's so important that we, we follow God's will and look to bring God's kingdom. And of course, as Jesus approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he himself wept over it. The weeping king, he wept over as he, he recognised that many in the city, although there'd been crowds, many in the city uh, failed to recognise the king God coming amongst them. So there was uh, there was pain and there was tears. And and Tom Wright says Jesus' tears are not the core are are at the core of the Christian gospel. This was not a moment of regrettable weakness, something a real Messiah ought to have avoided. Jesus' tears are at the core of the gospel because he cared so compassionately for the people. He wanted them to recognise his coming. And uh, no pain, no palm, no thorns, no throne, no gall, no glory. No cross, no crown, says William Penn. So we recognise the tears of Palm Sunday. And obviously, um, as it is our final uh, Sunday with you, there is a, 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 there is a pain, isn't there, in saying goodbye to people who uh, have become friends and have worked together and worshipped together. And uh, I do want to thank you and, uh, and bless you for supporting me over these years and, uh, and joining in some of the things that we've done and... Uh, uh, putting up with uh, some of the things that maybe you didn't like, but still, uh, but still uh, joining in in spirit. So I, I do want to thank you for that. Following God's plan can sometimes involve pain and sacrifice. Uh, following God's plan is normally great and, and wonderful, but it can also involve uh, pain and sacrifice. And Jesus demonstrates that, of course, in His own life, in that He's on the way to the cross. He's on the way to give His life as a ransom. So, on this farewell Sunday, there is a a Palm Sunday plan. And we always need to make sure that we are within God's plan, that we seek his kingdom, that we seek his will. There's Palm Sunday praise, and uh, we meet together to praise God. That's that's the the first thing that that God says, the first and most important commandment, you know, is to worship the Lord your God. That's the first commandment. And of course, there is the pain of saying farewell. 
And uh, we've got one or two more photographs that we're going to show you as, uh, as we say farewell.